In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The man whom Jesus encountered in our gospel today had been blind since birth. This is the only account we have of those uh, that our Lord had healed in this way that had been blind from birth uh, in the uh, in the New Testament. St. Theophilic, in his commentary, states that this man's blindness was not a punishment for his sins or even his parents' sins uh, because God doesn't punish children for their parents' sins. And his creation of... Of, of this man, our Lord Jesus fashioned all of his body except his eyes. Uh, <clears throat> by healing them now, he completes the divine act of creating and demonstrates that he alone is the creator who has created this man and each of us are created out of nothing. This man's blindness became the vehicle for the glory of God to be made manifest to many past weekend, I participated in uh, the conference uh, remotely, uh, the conference hosted by uh, uh, Father Josiah Trenum uh, in California, uh, Patristic Nectar Publications that was the uh, official sponsor of, of this um, conference, uh, which was entitled The Mother of God in Our Lives. And uh, one of the statements, one of the speakers was His Grace Bishop Irenae, who is the uh, Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia, uh, Bishop for London and Western Europe. Um, he, he was excellent, all, all of it was excellent. Um, but he made some points that I think relate to our passage today. He said, God does not do anything without purpose. Uh, and that when he creates a human being, that that is, a, that is the work of God. Uh, it's a miracle uh, made in the likeness of God, uh, made for, with a purpose in mind. This is an important thing for us to take note of. <clears throat> in this particular example, this poor man was born without any eyes. Uh, terrible affliction. So he, he spent, up to that point, his entire lifetime without any ability to see. Um, our Lord took that, uh, that malady, if you will, and he not only healed him of it, but he used it to reveal himself to not only this man, but to many others. All of us have afflictions. Every single one of us. They're not all the same. We have, you know, emotional afflictions, mental afflictions, physical afflictions. We live in a fallen world. <clears throat> uh, we shouldn't either sit around and say, well, you know, God is getting me back because I did this or he's getting me back because my grandparents did such and such or something nonsense like that. God made you, and he made you with a purpose. And he made you with the intent for you to become the temple of God. That is what he created you for. And he breathed life into you. He took dust, he took the, the, the dirt of the earth, and breathed life and 
and gave you a soul as he did for every single human being that has ever lived or ever will live. Uh, So we see that the healing that he brings uh, has broad ramifications. Uh, by uh, By healing this man, as I've already said, he completes... Uh, this divine act of creating and he he is has brought life into this person uh, he was able to see miraculously uh, he took clay with spittle and put it where his eyes should be and through that physical act brought healing mercy to uh, to this man we see that as yet another example of the sacramental life. Uh, the life that God infuses to us in physical, uh, by physical means. You know, he makes himself known to us in a lot of different ways. He makes himself accessible to us in many different ways at many different times. Uh, why does he do that? Nobody would know that. That is, that is his prerogative. But, um, but in this particular case, he poured this grace out on this man. Um, <clears throat> the Lord showed that, uh, that he had, you know, the very clay that he, out of which he had made this man, he used it to complete that work. That's what he wants to do with you, and that's what he wants to do with me. He wants to complete that work. There's a work that we have. Uh, This past year has been a hard year. And there's no getting around that. It's taken all of us out of our comfort zone. We've all had to have been touched in one way or another by this terrible illness, this pandemic that we still have not completely uh, escaped. But God has been with us. He's never left us. And as frightening at times as this this, uh, tragedy has been, uh, it has also given us an opportunity to hopefully have a greater appreciation of being together. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Father Josiah Trenum said yesterday that it's not natural for Christians to be alone. And he's right. Of course, it, there are times that God appoints that. Uh, but God brings his grace, he brings his life in a very physical way to all of us. Uh, the theme of light in this particular case is, as you know, is a very important aspect of Orthodox theology. During the liturgy of the pre-sanctified gifts, the priest uh, comes out at one in the, one of the most moving points of the service and uh, proclaims, "The light of Christ illumineth all." As everybody kneels, <clears throat> I'm always struck by this because the church is darkened, the people, when they kneel, this, this proclamation of the victory of light over darkness, uh, of true sight over blindness brings unbridled hope uh, to all of us. <clears throat> this, the blindness that is far, far more dangerous and threatening is spiritual blindness. We need eyes to see. We need the, the noose of our heart, the, that the center of our heart, 
the noose, the eye of the heart, to be clarified, for it to be for it to function the way God intends, so that we can see, see Him, see His face, see Him and hear His voice as well. So we can see in the literal sufferings of our fallen human nature uh, the figurative and greater tragedy that they portend. Uh, <clears throat> all suffering, pain, and illness ultimately does come from our separation from God. But he never intended that we experience these things. They are the inevitable consequence of our rebellion against God, which has resulted in our being cut off from the communion with Him, the God who made us. So when He healed the literal and physical maladies uh, of those whom He encountered, He did so to point us to the need for the healing of our soul and to uh, be reconciled with Him. Uh, the former is a temporary healing in that we all experience death in this life. The latter is by far the most important because it, it is eternal reality. As we emerge from this pandemic, we must shake off the residue of separation and isolation. Uh, the church is the body of Christ. It is alive. It breathes. Uh, and we need to immerse ourselves in it. I want to encourage you to draw near to the church. Granted, it's been difficult with the uh, restrictions we've had to exercise during these times. Hopefully, we're slowly but surely release, uh, you know, relieving those things. Uh, we still need to be vigilant. We still need to be careful. And we're going to do that. But purpose in your mind and heart to come back. To come back not just for services here and there, but to give yourself afresh to God and to do so in the midst of his people in the church. Uh, that the life of Christ may be made manifest in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.